Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. It has been three years since President Duterte's war on drugs. The concern of critics from the very start, the normalization of killings of thousands of drug suspects and users. We'll take a look at what has transpired. We're taking time to review the marine resource damage wrought by Chinese fishing. You already know our reefs are under threat. We have the numbers. Muula na pero problema pa rin ang water shortage. We'll look closely into one of the plans to solve the problem long term. Last Monday, the president awarded Ms. Latel a license to operate, finally, as the country's third telco player. What went on before? How did we get here? And what can we finally look forward to? After hits upon hits, and then a hit movie, you think you've heard everything on and from Queen and Freddie Mercury. But in case you missed it, a stripped-back version of Freddie Mercury performing Time has just been released. We will listen to the story behind this missing piece and behind the song through the words of Mercury himself. Violence and harassment continue to be problems in the workplace. We'll tell you about a new international convention that seeks to address this. And the Design Center of the Philippines, an attached agency of the Department of Trade and Industry, is launching the Good Design Award Philippines. We have details. What's good design anyway? And why should you care? We will let you in on our conversation with the Design Center's Executive Director, Ria Matute. Yan po ang headlines. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. The United Nations Body on Human Rights, the UN Human Rights Council, recently voted to urge the Philippines to allow an independent probe into President Duterte's bloody war on drugs. The Philippine government had worked hard to reject that proposal, but now that the votes for the resolution has outnumbered the number of votes against it, the government is putting up a brave front and saying the resolution will make no difference. Many national and international human rights advocates had spoken out on their concerns about the number of killings in the Philippines. Normal na ang patayan ngayon. Parang normal na ang EJ case. That was Butch Ulano, head of the Amnesty International Philippines, in that Reuters clip. He presented their latest report, on the war on drugs. During the first few years of this administration, the killings were fairly well documented, but now they are most often unreported. The result of which is it has normalized EJ case. It has normalized the abuse of police and rule of law 
And it has normalized the situation where it is the poor who are always the victims of the war on drugs. One chilling detail in the report talks about the immense pressure on barangay officials to compile a drug watch list. Amnesty says local officials unable to produce any such list run the risk of being considered supporters of the illegal drug trade. As the main intelligence gathering tool of the campaign, the drug list plays an important role in identifying drug users and pushers. But according to Amnesty, the concept of the list is flawed. In order to fill it up, many barangay officials simply rely on rumors and informal knowledge to come up with their rosters of alleged drug offenders. According to a former barangay tanod who was interviewed by Amnesty, if they do not submit the list, quote, their heads are at stake. One barangay captain from Metro Manila sought help from Caloocan Bishop Pablo Virgilio David, a prominent critic of the war on drugs. The barangay captain shared that he was branded as a drug protector after failing to update his watch list. He was eventually gunned down by unknown armed persons, according to Bishop David. Here is Amnesty's Olano again. To the UN Human Rights Council, which will be voting on the Iceland Resolution to start an impartial, independent, effective investigation, we ask that the Council vote, vote on the resolution and let it pass this weekend, this week I mean, so that an independent investigation can commence, led by the UN. As we noted, most recently, the UN Human Rights Council has indeed voted and they have voted in favor of the resolution. Marine experts have long been saying that China's activities in disputed waters are inflicting serious damage on marine resources. Just how widespread is the problem? We sat down with Jay Batong Bakal of the UP Institute for Maritime Affairs and the Law of the Sea to take a deeper look. In Scarborough Shoal, west of Luzon, Batong Bakal says there is visible damage of up to 550 hectares of coral reef. 550 hectares is roughly the size of 130 Araneta Colosseums. We've seen Chinese fishing vessels illegally taking giant clams from Scarborough Shoal. And to take those giant clams, they have to destroy the coral reef. This destruction of marine habitat is taking place in other disputed areas as well. Here is Batong Bakal describing the situation in Mischief Reef and Subi Reef west of Palawan. We're losing our fishery resources, not only the fish but even the habitats of fish to Chinese fishing. Number one, they have a massive fishing fleet. There are at least 15,000 Chinese fishing vessels operating right now. Just 300 of those vessels can already fish out the total annual production of the Philippines every year. 1.2 million metric tons. Just 300 of them. Meanwhile, China continues to build artificial islands. In the Kalan Island group, the seven artificial islands of China devastated at least 1,300 hectares. And that's the visible damage. You do not yet consider the damage that is in the deeper parts of the Kalan Island group. So you have at least the 1,850 hectares of coral reef destroyed. You lost all the productive capacity of that reef. You lost all the ecological values of those reefs. 
So that's why in the newspapers, the UP Marine Science Institute, based on figures they presented, that's at least 33 billion pesos a year being lost. Last month, congressmen from the Committees of Public Works and Natural Resources held a joint meeting with government agencies to discuss ways to manage the water crisis. One long-term plan is to tap into Laguna Lake. Laguna de Bay currently produces just over 60 million liters per day. Ronaldo Velasco, MWSS administrator, says this can be raised up to 12 billion liters per day. The question of uh, Congressman Biason is very timely because we consider Laguna Lake as our best source for long-term water. I think Laguna Lake, as we were informed, is about 12,000 million liters per day, which is about three times bigger than Angat. Laguna Lake, however, is continuously plagued by pollution. Untreated sewage, overfishing, and illegal reclamation are some of the problems faced by the lake. According to the UN Environment Program, nutrient pollution is also an issue. Nitrogen and phosphorus from fertilized farmlands seep into the lake, causing fish to die off. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Congressman Rufi Biason from Muntinlupa urged water agencies to align their efforts. So my first question is about the relationship between LLDA and MWSS or MWRB. Meron bang overlapping authorities? Where do we delineate with regard to policies? No? Kasi ang basic din na concern ko dito, the quality of Laguna Lake. In a previous gathering of green city experts at Asia Society Philippines, the topic was also brought up. For Arnel Casanova of global engineering firm ACOM, it's a big opportunity to sustainably develop the largest lake in the Philippines. And yet, here we are, we already have the biggest freshwater reservoir right beside us, which is the Laguna de Bay. It has 3.2 billion cubic meters of fresh water. Unfortunately, we dirtied it. If this would be transformed into the source of water, then 14.6 million people would be able to benefit. We will not have that water crisis. Then we could develop the foreshore lands, create economic value out of it, but at the same time, create more sustainable development. Today, I am glad to announce the entry of a new player that will take on the challenge of competing against the existing players in a country's telco industry. This new player is the Mindanao Islamic Telephone Company or Mislatel Consortium. Last Monday, President Duterte awarded Ms. Latel a license to operate as the country's third telco player after PLDT Smart and Globe. Ms. Latel, now rebranded as Dito, is expected to compete with Globe and Smart and improve internet speeds across the country. Our telco player posted performance security bond amounting to 25.7 billion pesos. Accompanying this ban is a commitment that I will hold you to that commitment that you improve the country's prevailing internet speed from 4.5 Mbps to 55 Mbps. A consortium of companies led by Davao City businessman Dennis Uy acquired Ms. Latel in late 2018. Uy is the founder of Udena Corporation and has ties to President Duterte. Last May, Congress approved Ms. Latel's transfer of ownership to the consortium of Udena Corporation, Chelsea Logistics, and China Telecom. 
Critics are skeptical of the involvement of a state-owned Chinese company in the country's telecommunications infrastructure. But according to Eliseo Rio Jr., formerly acting secretary of the Department of ICT, stringent cybersecurity measures will be implemented to safeguard national security. National security in telecommunications, he stresses, is really a burden for government and Philippine stakeholders, and there are solutions already being provided. A stripped-back version of Freddie Mercury performing the song Time was released last month. According to Reuters, it emerged after a long search for the 1986 recording made at London's Abbey Road Studios. Accompanied just by a single piano, the late Queen frontman sings a simpler, cleaner version. That's the track he recorded as a solo artist with British musician, songwriter, and producer Dave Clark. The new version was released under its full title, Time Waits for No One. It provides a moving rendition of the song about not knowing what's around the corner. Here's an old interview of Clark and Mercury. And I tried to get hold of Freddie two years ago, uh, but he was on his one of his world tours, uh-huh. and um, everybody said it would be impossible. And um, I was determined because I've always respected what his his work. And um, a girlfriend of mine gave me his telephone number in Munich, where he was living at the time. And I phoned him, and uh, but that's my girlfriend as well. But anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sure. When we first met, um, I said to you, he said, but how can I do this song? And I said to him, well, I want a cross between um, and, um, Edith, Edith Piaf, Jennifer Holliday, and Shirley Bassey. And he said, David, I have all their dresses. <laughs> I can do it perfectly. Last month, the International Labor Organization vowed to strengthen workers' protection against violence and harassment. Through a newly adopted international treaty, ILO is seeking to make broad and sweeping changes in workplaces across the world. The Philippines has been an ILO member since 1948. Here is ILO Director General Guy Ryder. The international community has equipped itself with an instrument, a global instrument, to combat violence and harassment at work, which, unfortunately, 100 years on after the establishment of our organization, remains a very serious problem. Now, meron naman tayong anti-office bullying and anti-sexual harassment bills. What is the difference here? For one, the treaty is extremely broad. Its definition of violence and harassment is, quote, a range of unacceptable behaviors and practices that aim at, result in, or are likely to result in physical, psychological, sexual, or economic harm. Close quote. The treaty would grant protection for both men and women, even if you are a contractual worker, intern, volunteer, or even just a job seeker. Employers will also be compelled to prevent violence and harassment in every workplace location and work-related situation. 
Whether you're taking a lunch break, using the CR, commuting to and from the office, or conversing with your boss through a digital platform, all of that is covered. You can read more about the treaty on ILO's website. Calling all product designers and developers, the Design Center of the Philippines is accepting entries for the inaugural Good Design Award Philippines. It recognizes outstanding objects, images, places, and systems that embody top-notch design. But here's a twist. It's primarily standard, the good design, but we wanted to have a personality that is Filipino, and that's why we added a fourth component in the Good Design Award Philippines, which is Malasakit. We think it's very timely to put this focus on design to also provide that additional dimension of appreciation of design to really improve people's lives. That was Design Center's Executive Director, Ria Matute. We sat down with her to discuss this new initiative this week. When you look at the roots of industrial design, it was really meant to solve people's problems, solve real-world problems, which is primarily transportation, or how do you make your work easier, how do you develop tools to make your work more efficient, to make life more productive, so that you'll have quality time with the rise of all these social enterprises in the Philippines providing real-world solutions. We wanted that reflected in the Good Design Award Philippines, and we thought that would provide also a unique character, a unique Philippine character, and a unique Philippine voice in the global discourse of design. What's design anyway? We usually think of it as a way to embellish or make an object beautiful, but here is Matute again. Design should be able to communicate what makes this business unique. And it should make sure that the business as well becomes sustainable. Design just to grab media attention is okay, but the bigger purpose of design was really meant for mass production, to replicate. Anything that is one of a kind is really more art than it is design. And it's really meant to have a certain quality that would be consistent throughout whether you produce only six pieces or whether you produce 12 pieces or whether you produce a thousand pieces. Deadline of entries for Good Design Award Philippines is on August 15. At yan po ang Puma Podcast for the latest episode. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 